1: Well, welcome back to The Pew, everybody. I am your host, John Edwards. And this week, I have a special guest with me. I'm going to bring him up here in just a second. It's a friend. He's in town for a wedding. And it's just exciting for me to get to see him and for him to come in here this evening. And we're going to bring him up here in just a second. But first, I wanted to answer a question I've been getting a lot lately. People have been emailing in and just saying, you know, John, how do we support the ministry? We love the work you're doing. Or, you know, the podcast has reached us in some way. How can we get back? And I always tell them, you know, just to go and become a monthly donor. We've been talking about that a lot on the show. We don't do Patreon or, or Patreon or anything like that much anymore. We have the nonprofit. That's where all the money goes. And so you can go to donorbox.org slash pew. That is donorbox.org slash pew P-E-W. Or if you want to make it simple, you can go to just a on the pew.com or website. And there's a button up top that says support or donate, one of those two. You can click it and that'll take you right to where you need to go and you can become a monthly supporter. And every bit of that money, whether it's a $1, dollar, five dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever it is. It'll go to help us continue to grow this ministry and to help reach men in the way that God has us reaching them. Speaking of that, had an amazing mission this past weekend at Transfiguration in Marietta, Georgia. When I say amazing, it was the largest one we've ever done. They had over 600 people there Friday night and Saturday. Uh, We had a great men's training. They're going to have a great men's group there. The women were doing things. The women were training up other women. They had people outside with registration tables. I mean, it was phenomenal. I had a a gentleman at the very end come up and and tell me, he was 92 years old, his name was Colin, and he said, you know, John, I buried two wives, and I'm wondering, I've been wondering for so long why God hasn't taken me yet, and because of today, what God spoke through you, I know now what my identity is, I know what I'm supposed to do, I'm supposed to be bringing other people to him, and he said, and I can't wait to start, and that was a 92-year-old gentleman named Colin, so Colin, thank you for being there. All of you that came out to the mission, for Gary and... And Roger and everybody that helped put it on and Father Eric and everybody there, thank you. It was a joy to be there. If you want us to come to your area and start a life-changing group for men, all you have to do is go to just a guy in the pew.com Our homepage now is very easy to click things and get in touch with us. You know, you could fill out a form. You'll get in touch with Lindy, our event coordinator. We can get the process going. We've started over 30 groups in the last year and a half, and we can't wait to do more. So please check it out at com. So... Without further ado, I want to bring up my guest, Brian Roberts. Uh, if you, any of you listened to our podcast at Seek last year, Brian was my guest. I was asked to podcast there live, um, and Brian came on. He was so kind to do that. Brian is a friend that I met here in Memphis a few years back when Brian was here as a focus missionary um, here on campus at the University of Memphis. We became close. Uh, he began to look to me to help him along the way in ministry and ministry. I don't know if that was the best choice, but it might have been the only one he had. Uh, But Brian is now a seminarian in the Archdiocese of Atlanta. I'm still mad at him for going there instead of staying here in Memphis. We need good priests like what he's going to be. But Brian, it's such a joy to have you here for a shrimp boil a little bit. We're going to enjoy some time here at the house. But you were kind to step in the studio and join us. So, Brian, welcome.
0: Thank you, John. I really appreciate the invite. It's good to be back in Memphis. It's good to be back um, with you and Angela and your family um, I heard you were just at an awesome mission. Yeah, can you, yeah, can you, yeah, you remind yeah. me what Archdiocese that was? Yeah, it was the, your <laughs> Archdiocese. Trying to get a plug, the right.
1: Archdiocese yeah. of Atlanta. Yeah. Is what yeah. he's trying to say. He's trying to get brownie points with yeah. uh the, the uh, <laughs> vocations director, I believe. But right. yeah. No, no you're
0: from Atlanta, right? Right, right. From Atlanta and, and I really appreciate John, you going there and and, and just sharing your story and, and I can't wait to go back and hear from the the pastor there and and the people um just yeah just your work is amazing and and the the hearts that you are reaching with your story and with your yeah with your your vision uh to uh to build up fellowship among men in the parish it's it's something that um it's something that parishes are 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 thirsting for right now sure is, is um is fellowship. Um, among each other, fellowship with that we're striving for holiness together, and I think um, you know, go you go in there and sharing your story with with a huge parish and he, an area that has uh, a lot of Catholics. I think it was um, just a great privilege. So yeah, thank you for, thank you for going. Dude, it's there. it's
1: always you know we'll work for food. I'm glad to go where anybody <laughs> wants me. Right, that's the thing. When you figure out what you're supposed to do, as you have in your life, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's just a there's a consistency, there's a certainty, there's a a peace that comes with it. I mean, Victor and I just did an episode, I think last week on peace, you know, and how important it is to to make decisions based on what brings you peace. And Mm -hmm. for me, I mean, we get offers to go do other things, you know, to speak, go give my testimony somewhere to go do this or that. But really, what God has us doing is going and starting these groups. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's my lane, right? And where we get in troubles, where we try to become more mm-hmm. than what God or, or to focus in more places than what God wants us to be mm-hmm. focused on. But when you could focus in that area, I mean, you just see the fruit of it mm-hmm. because it's what God desires and what he wants. And, and like, dude, you know that well, I mean, first mm-hmm. and foremost, you were a focused missionary and mm-hmm. you still look like you're a little nervous here. So just remember <laughs> it's you and me having a conversation, man. Like, don't be uptight. Just, right. <laughs> you know, relax, drop the shoulders. You know, I'll go get you a beer if you want one or something, but just chill out and just yeah. know you're here with friends and, that and all the people listening or whatever they can't see you until later anyway. So don't worry about it. <laughs> but, uh, Dude, you, you have a great, amazing heart. You know full well what I'm talking about because, you know, you answered this call um, to be a focused missionary. And people listening, I've had Max on before. That was mm-hmm. one of the reasons you're in town. And mm-hmm. you can get into that in just a second. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you, that's one of the hardest things to do is to go to a college campus and to minister to people. You know, people go, man, you're doing men's ministry, John. That's hard. Yeah, it's difficult, you know, because men have made choices and a lot of times bad ones. And now they're in the middle of their life. And mm-hmm. it's hard to unravel those choices and those habits that have been built but in your case as a focus missionary mm-hmm. you had to you had to kind of drag them out of mm-hmm. those places before they started to make those choices so you know full well about making understanding what god wants you to do and diving into it first and foremost as a focus missionary and now as a seminarian
0: right well uh last night at the wedding so max so what were you here for so yeah. i was here for um max zamzow and his uh, beautiful wife, Bethany, they were, their focus folks, missionaries here at Memphis, um, and they just got married last night, and, uh, it was a beautiful wedding, and, um, just a beautiful gathering of just very impressive people, and, and, um, I was, at, at the reception, I was sitting at dinner with one of the students here at Memphis, who knows Max well, and, uh, his teammate, Nick, and, you know, just to hear, this is, uh, someone who, um, who wasn't Catholic growing up and, sure. and met, he came to college, he was commuting as is common here at university of Memphis. Oh yeah. <laughs> Tiger high. Commuting. Yeah. And, um, he met the missionaries, um, and he was just attracted by their joy, by their, by their witness of joy and courage and just their authenticity and their, the, the purpose with which they live their lives. Sure. And, um, he was just sharing with us that he was was looking for that in his life, and um, long story short, he 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 basically uh, went to the Seek conference recently mm-hmm. and, and had this profound encounter with uh, our Lord and, and adoration at Seek in St. Louis, um, and um, and so he, he came in the church this past Easter and and. Now he he's a faithful disciple of the Lord and just sharing his his story. Just hearing, and he shared with us yesterday that at the wedding, this was first first wedding ever he's been to, let alone for his Catholic wedding. And he had just was sharing how moved he was from from the wedding mass. Yeah, and, and just how this was Max. Yeah, this was one of his students. Oh, one of sharing his students about okay, Max okay. and Bethany's wedding yesterday okay. and his experience yesterday in mass. And I think he said something along the lines that the um just the purity, the purity um, that he experienced in, in in seeing their their wedding mass. Sure. Um. It just it just um like opened his eyes to to the Lord more in that yeah. in that moment. The and beauty and of the, the sacrament. Be- the beauty yeah. of the sacrament of marriage, and. And the priest, uh, in his homily, he was saying that just in the sacrament of marriage, um, and just what happens right there is is that the Father, God the Father, is inviting through um, the wedding couple, inviting all of us into um, into the, ma- the into the marriage uh, that Jesus, our Lord, wants to have with us. Sure. That through Max and Bethany, through their marriage. God the Father is welcoming us into the marriage with Him, mm-hmm. inviting us into that marriage with Him through Um uh, through their their vows, through their promises and their, sure. their marriage, through the sacrament. And so um it was just a beautiful like mass to see how um that you really kind of felt like you were in the Father's house and we were all family with Max and Bethany, just sure. witnessing them uh commit their lives to one another and um yeah so lots of thoughts with that about vocation I'm sure, yeah and, but it and but just the fact that he this was a student that they encountered this year now he's he's come into the church and he's he saw that the that the purity of the wedding mass um kind of just gave him a foretaste of what heaven would be like yeah. and, and and not paraphrasing his words sure. mean, but he um just beautiful to hear the impact that max has had in his life and the missionaries and and what uh the church has meant to him so far yeah and that's the
1: thing man like it's that's discipleship right i mean and that's that's what our church is supposed to be about and like you were saying with what the priest was saying about the wedding vows and all that. We are, we're the, we're the family of God. You know, that's what Mm -hmm. happened when the Lord was baptized and kicked open the door to heaven again and reconciled us to the father and said, come and be, be one with us. God is now your father. I'm your Lord and your brother. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's, it's just when you have that Catholic lens now in your life and things are ordered properly, you see that beauty. You see beyond a ceremony, right? You see beyond just a, something that you've seen a hundred times somewhere else in a movie or experienced in person, at somebody, your your family or whatever, getting married. Now you kind of get that that unity and that's the beauty of the sacraments, right? And mm-hmm. that's why I, I'm jealous of you, man. I mean, here in a few more years, you're going to be the one up there saying these profound things. You're going to be the one, um, you know, being in persona Christe, bringing these relationships together and you know, exposing the Eucharist. I mean, trans, trans, um, uh, substantiation. Mm-hmm. You're transubstantiating all those things. I <laughs> yeah. mean, you're going to get to do that, and how exciting is that? Because I, I remember. You know, when you first, when I first met you, you know, we met to a mutual friend and you know, he said, you should probably get to know John. And mm-hmm. so we started hanging around and I remember you were coming over here and we were feeding you and all that stuff and hanging out, you know, focus missionaries have to raise money and right, you guys right. aren't, you know, you're not, you know, uh, Richie Rich over there, you know, uh-huh. living that lifestyle. Um, but it was always such a joy for Angela and I to have you here and the whole team, you know, Abby and everybody that was mm-hmm. here at the time, Caitlin and, and, um, what was it? Uh, David. David, and, David. Yeah. And Bailey. God rest yeah. David his soul. and Bailey. God rest his soul. Yeah. Amazing people that were here. And it's just a joy now to see where your life is taking you. Because I remember, you know, there was a point where obviously you're a human being and you're a good looking guy. There was a choice to either am I going to pursue women in marriage or am I going to pursue Christ in the marriage to his church? And, mm-hmm. and you chose that. So. You know, I want to. I want you to talk about that a little bit because we need vocations in the church, and there's tons of people that listen to us. I mean, whether it's older men who can discern later in life, middle-aged guys who aren't married, mm-hmm. or younger guys that are sitting here going, "I'm looking for what the Lord wants me to do in my life." It, it, it takes a very brave and courageous person to say yes to the Lord in any right. You know, whether it's just giving my life, but to give it fully the way you are into the priesthood mm-hmm. is is on a whole nother level. So talk about that a little bit, what that's been like for you and the joys that you've come to know from the nervousness to now where you are and what you look forward to.
0: It's a good question, John. Thank you. <laughs> um
1: It's a loaded one.
0: It is. It is, but it it's um it's a gift. Uh I've been just realized a lot this summer uh and I was in Guatemala for 2 months. Um that was on purpose, right? You didn't get lost or anything? Yes, <laughs> no, I was in Guatemala. It was on immersion <laughs> learning Spanish and um yeah, it was really stre- my vocation, I believe, was strengthened there. Um and I've just re haven't the most I've realized lately is that vocation is a gift. Vocation uh the vocation to holiness that God invites us uh to is is first of all a gift, it's a grace given to to by God and then our our vocation to follow him to serve him is is also a gift from god and yeah. um and so I think um you know, I was just praying with uh second Timothy one nine I think uh just about the show today, and it's uh that God has saved us and called us to this holy calling. Um, not by the merit not not by the virtue of our own works, by the virtue of his own purpose for sure. us and and by the grace given to us by Christ um, at the beginning of time and um and so I think for me, just like realizing that um you know God chose me i didn't choose him as as the gospels say and I have to constantly remind myself of that cuz there's such a temptation to like <laughs> take control and and force holiness and force vocation sure. and 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 kind of you know just work my way towards salvation or work my way towards towards the priesthood.
1: Yeah, put your head down and do it yourself, right? Right,
0: right. And and there's times we have, you know, there's we just we got to persevere, we got to pray and and keep moving forward. Um but as my spirit director always reminds us, um, and I'm using his words, uh, and we we like our our seminary likes to echo this a lot, is that this 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 term uh, coined vulnerable receptivity, mm. and and he always brings up this image of our blessed mother at the Annunciation, and the way her di- her disposition uh, when she received the call to um to bring our Lord in the world, and um she there was if you look at this image um the name escapes me right now of the image, but like how just her she was constantly disposed to receive the 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 lord's um calling for her yeah
1: to receive the gift to receive the saying, gift yeah
0: right, and um so I think um you know she just serves as as an ultimate example for us how to um to receive our vocation to holiness and receive the vocation that god calls us to um and so for me just uh when i let's see growing up um i did not know that uh a calling like from God existed i thought that we had to you know based on my experience of basketball and how you know how i grew up in sports that kind of had to work our way to uh, achieve our goals, and which is true, but when it comes to uh, the calling that God has for us in our life, um, first of all, to follow Him and to to um, to imitate Him holiness is is a grace given to Him, g- given to us by Him. Sure, right, and then as we follow Him faithfully, He reveals that calling He has for us um, to serve Him. And that uh, is is heard in in the whisper, in the silence of our hearts in prayer. Uh, the first reading today, yeah. uh, from the book, the second book of Kings, I believe, first or second. Yeah, Don't quote me on that. That's all um, right. Um, Hopefully, your
1: seminary director or you yeah. know, is it watching or whoever's teaching you the Bible. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> I have very good teachers. Shout That's out. That's right. <laughs> um, <laughs>
0: That God is not in the wind, He's not in the earthquake, He's not in the sun, but He's in, in the fire. He's, he's on the fire. He's yeah. in the fire. He's in the whisper. He's in the whisper. And then when when Elijah heard the whisper, he hid in his cloak. It, it was almost like it was overpowering. That kind of how I interpreted his his voice is overpowering. They sure. had he hid in his cloak, but he knew he he heard the Lord's voice, and um. And so, just throughout my time in college and in a missionary life, like. I, you know, the the, I always heard the vocation, I always heard like the gift that God was giving me in 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 prayer and in, in that silence time with the Lord in the silence of my heart, um, not that God can open up the clouds and reveal his his vocation for us and say you're going to be married, you're going to be a priest. I've heard stories. He's, he's sure. done similar. You things. don't see like the
1: Las Vegas <laughs> welcome to Las no. Vegas like flashing right. neon sign, right?
0: Yeah and and sometimes it's 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 like we can think that sometimes that we can there's kind of like two two spectrums that i I, in reflection that i I thought of was like god you know we there's two temptations like okay that i'm gonna try to control and, and force it i'm gonna go i'm gonna try to force this relationship or i'm trying to you know pursue this person it may not be the right person or may it may not be the right time um and and we and we try to force it, and and then we don't we end up not receiving that call, right? Sure. Or we we kind of just we we sit and we just think God's going to open the clouds and tell us I want you to be a priest. Sure. Right. And so there's kind of two sides of the spectrum that I thought of that that we can that we can latch onto in discernment of a vocation. But what I've been l- learned in my experience and uh, what I've been advised by. Um, very holy people, <laughs> it's that <laughs> it um it's it's in the in the quiet of our hearts, it's it's in the silence of our hearts in in prayer, which is all is also a gift from God that He gives us, that He cultivates in us, is that silence with the Lord is is where we hear that whisper. Yeah. We hear that whisper. And kind of the discernment of spirits use if that whisper, if that voice from God is is what we hear gives us peace and gives us joy to keep following that to keep following that and say lord i hear you here i am lord i you, keep um i'm open to your voice right now and um keep leading me right yeah. keep leading me keep guiding me and so so for me like when i was open to that voice um in the quiet of my heart i was able to follow his voice i was able to grab our lord's hand and to follow him into what he was leading me into and um so yeah so i would say that's that's like kind of the primary that was kind of just a um that wasn't really in the details of my life but just well, what i'm what yeah, thinking about in prayer no
1: but i mean yeah. I, like what you're saying you're living what you're saying like you right. said i was at the adoration chapel before this what were you right. doing you were being quiet you were listening to the lord He's telling you what to say now, you know, in preparation for this show. Because you don't do this often. And anybody who doesn't do this often is nervous. And nobody wants to look, you know, like they don't know what they're talking about. I get it all. Right. I still feel that way. And I've done 200 and whatever of these, Mm -hmm. you know, but you show up and you you say, Lord, do what I can't do. Right. And that's the same thing you're going to have to say a lot when you show up every day as a priest. Like, Lord, do the things I can't do. And the amazing thing is, you make a great point about silence. You know, our world is full of noise more than it ever has been. Our phones are constantly ding, 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 ding. Like every time you download an app, do you want a notification? No, I do not. You know, I mean, because I've got eight million already, and you get the noise of the culture and what everybody else is wanting you to do, and and that's why so many people don't have a real relationship with our Lord, is because we feel like I'll, if if I just go to church, if I just do the right things, if I say prayer prayer A or B or C, then that'll be good enough, and then I'll. He'll be proud of me, and I'll love him, and he'll love me, and then we'll have a relationship. No, it's like any other relationship in your life, if you don't nur- nur- nurture it, mm-hmm. you don't take time to listen to the other, then you're going to struggle with it. And I'm terrible at it. Angela's in here, you know, uh, recording this podcast, and she could be like, oh, when are you going to start listening to listening to <laughs> people that matter to you? And she's right. I need to be better about that. But it, it, in the silence is where we find God. But today, we're we're conditioned by culture and by so many other things that are distracting and... That's why everybody and their brothers on ADD medicine these days is like, I can't, you know, devices, technology, all that stuff. We have to fight all that urge to simply take time to be silent with God. Because the times where we, where everybody I know and in my life, when they're like, I don't know what God wants me, I don't know what's going on. And first thing you ask them is like, Well, when have you sat down and been quiet and listened? And you'll get a lot of us. And so you make a great point there, and I could see where that'd be very important to dis, to discerning the priesthood and many other things in your life.
0: Well, I, I just want to uh, also just make the claim that it's easy, you know, for any listeners who are thinking, "Oh, you know, he's a seminarian." It's easy for you to say that, you know, sure. you're you're at a seminary and you have the sacraments at your fingertips. This is true. I have uh like two areas, two chapels of the Blessed Sacrament, like in crawling distance from my room. Yeah. <laughs> so I have priests living on the campus. You know, spiritual director. Um, it, it really is a school of prayer, school, the school of Nazareth. Um that we like to call it as well um but for those who are out there that um you know are saying oh well well how do I you know how do I cultivate that that time of silence in my day I work you know all day and may have kids I gotta attend to when I get home or um you know different activities and and I you know I totally get that I, I you know I um you know, I was in college and went through that, you know, sure. trying to balance it all. And, and, and even in missionary life, it, it wasn't that easy to, to always find that time of silence throughout the day. Um, and I guess I would say that um, my maestra in Guatemala told me poco a poco every day, poco a poco, you know, just little a little by bit little. every day, little by little, you know, we can make progress um, in the spiritual life in holiness, you know, and you know, an adage that I I've heard before, uh, it's, it's, it's not about perfection. It's pro- progress, not perfection. Right. And you know, I, so I don't want to, um, you know, just, uh, think that, it, you know, we, we just could drop our responsibilities and let's go pray a holy hour. It looks different for everyone according to their state of life. Sure. It, it really does. And, and, and so, uh, I'm not advising to just start drop, drop, your responsibilities and, and pray a whole. Spend hour. ten hours and in, right. in adoration, exactly. yeah. And and you've talked about that before, like you you it's it's in terms of like uh like sm- making time prayer and spending time with the Lord every day to simply ask God, God, how much time do you want me to commit to you today? Yeah. How much time can can I commit to you in my life right now? And and that could be 15, 20 minutes every day. And that's fine. I I, I and that could be a good start. Um, but to like be intentional with that, those fifteen twenty minutes sure. every day.
1: Well, and even people know. that like aren't even near. Like somebody might have just been listening and like had a wreck because they're like twenty minutes. I don't even. You know, it seems <laughs> right. like a long time in prayer because people aren't used to again sitting in silence and not having something to do with my hands or right. or something to distract me or you know the world has you on such a hamster wheel of life that like I got to be doing something all the time. And God doesn't say, like, hey, be busy. You know, he says be, right? Just be. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, I, I think for those of you listening, I mean, if you're not praying at all, like, take five minutes. Take two minutes. Like, sit down and, and, and you know, if you want to talk about technology and how you can use it in a good way, schedule your prayer time. You know, like, most people will go, well, I'll pray sometime today, and it never happens because this happens and that happens and that happens and then the school calls or or something else i get an email at work and next thing you know it's like well i'll just pray tomorrow and i'll pray tomorrow and mm-hmm. i'll pray tomorrow and it never happens the smart thing to do what i've figured out in my life is just i'm going to schedule a few minutes in the morning when i get up to pray mm-hmm. in the middle of the day i'm going to take a few minutes and noon or whatever and acknowledge god again a lot of days i go to daily mass at that time and then uh in the evening before i go to bed i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna acknowledge him again and give him a few minutes of my day Mm. whether it's four or two or three you build up you know i mean you don't you don't go to you know bench pressing 300 pounds the first time you ever try right like you might wind up dead you know
0: (laughs) unless you're john edwards (laughs) yeah right it's maybe 30 pounds
1: but uh not the man i used to be but uh but no I, i think you have to you have to work up to that but you make a good point and You know, I know prayer is so important to your 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 vocation. I mean, you got to pray every day. I mean, you are praying the liturgy hours. I try to pray that too. Right. It's very hard to do that because you got a lot of prayers all day long. (laughs) So that in itself is a commitment. Um, But you know, like you you have to desire this in your life because it's not like you just go. I am going to be a seminarian, and then it's just roses, and you are always sure about your decision, right, from the moment you make it. Like Mm -hmm. even now, I mean, there there has to be times where the devil specifically attacking you as a seminarian, trying to lure you away from the decision you made, right? Yeah.
0: Yes, indeed. I'm. I'm glad you you brought that up because um, <laughs> that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's real good. And it <laughs> not is not good, but thanks well, for, it's yeah. it it's a battle. It's a battle. Yeah. You have to acknowledge that. Uh, I, I can't. You know, sometimes seminary can feel like a conveyor belt where you're kind of just, you know, you're being pieced together. Everyone looks the same. Yeah. And then, you know, theology one, theology two, pastoral year, theology three, ordination, priesthood. And then, you know, so
1: checking boxes checking, and moving along. Right, the, moving
0: along the conveyor and, belt and well so we're constantly constantly having to to resist that 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 kinda outlook. And um so so there are those temptations to um you know um to either to either just kind of look at it as like, okay, I just gotta put my head down and grind and just and then I'll be you know i'll be ready for ordination it'll, you know it'll just um but i think so th- so that's one temptation and, and the other temptation is is to be in the midst of all the, the busyness in the midst of all activities we have a lot lot of responsibilities um you know in the seminary in the midst of all the of the activity to forget that silence to forget that culture of yeah. to get that prayer that 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 voice that brought you there in the first place. Sure, you know it's like, I, and like, um, it really is a temptation even at seminary when you're when you have chapels all over the place to just walk right by and say, oh, I got I got a, I got this appointment, or I got to study, or I have this meeting, you yeah. know, and and um, and so, um, so if, I guess I'll share a story this summer uh, that helped me kind of uh, understand these temptations more, help me deal with those. I was in Guatemala for two months this summer, and, uh, man, I really felt like a stranger there. (laughs) felt like a foreigner, and I really... um, It's because you were. (laughs) I I was, I was, and I really uh, just, like, wow, like, you know, like, I was being stared at a lot. Sure. You know, and so, um, and kind of just, like, wow, like, um, and, like, worshiping in another language for two months, and, and just, like, really... Grew in uh, sympathy and empathy for non native folks here worshiping English and just like how much, you know, it it, how much it means to one's heart to worship in your own native tongue. Yeah. And I I experienced that in Guatemala, but why am I sharing this? I'm there's a point to this. (laughs) That's Um, okay. um,
1: Wasn't about the tacos or anything, right? No, no, (laughs) although I did eat some street food and it was really good.
0: Um, But Okay, uh, I was sharing this because, um, the temptation to get lost in- right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like the temptation to get uh, lost in, in, um, and and just forget the that voice, that whisper, that whisper of God that called you there and has continued to call you uh, in seminary. I had to kind of I went I was removed from all that in Guatemala. I was kind of removed from my comfort zone in a place I've never been before uh, for two months and um the lord really showed me that uh that um showed me in that you know in, in, in an uncomfortable environment uh what it means again to be a disciple what it yeah. means to be a son what it means to be a missionary um and i have to const, you know which in in uh to deny ourselves to pick up our cross and follow him and to in the midst. Of all the activity, his voice is still there, it's still his voice like god god's love is always there, even in the midst of all the activity and I and I needed to in Guatemala, he showed me that because I felt you know in the in the strangeness of the summer, there was chapels everywhere, and there was pe and I would go to the chapel and and I would hear the lord's voice so clearly, you know I'm, I'm right here. I haven't left you, you know, you're mine, mm. stay here with me, um, uh, you know, and so, like, and, like, and, and, and just seeing the local people come to visit our Lord, you know, come to visit just five minutes out of their day of their busyness, they would come visit, and just, just to see how, how they were so devout, and to spend time with the Lord out of, the, out of their day, just for five or ten minutes and they would go back to whatever they had to do. Um yeah, just showed me, just showed just inspired me to say, like, um, like, this is the most important, this, this is the most important thing. Is Jesus, sure. is Jesus right here in the Blessed Sacrament, is that time of prayer. And um so so he showed me in Guatemala this summer that like I kinda needed to be stripped of my comfort zone and, and needed to be a stranger uh because that's where I that's where the Lord consoled me. That's where I found the Lord is in in that aloneness. <laughs> it's like it's like Lord, where are you? Where where am I? You know. Um things seem to be, you know, like I'm very uncomfortable here. It's very humbling learning another language, and but yet in those in those moments of poverty, those moments of loneliness, God was like really, really showing Himself. He sure. was so present, and so, and on top of that, and I'll, I'll let I'll I'll let you go on, John. Is no, that, no, that, I'm like listening it, to you. Thank you so much. Is that um, like, I my vocation of priesthood that I, I believe He's calling me he was strengthened in that, and mm-hmm. because I that I was living in that that quiet whisper with Him. Sure. Like, if that makes sense, like my, he said, I, I'm still calling you to this. I I still, you know, want you to be my priest, you know, um, in, but I had to like, I had to go there. I had to stay there in that solitude. I had to stay there in that loneliness and the silence of the Lord, because he, and that's where he revealed himself the most He said, I'm here with you. I'm not going anywhere. And, um, and so it. Yeah, I definitely, uh, like, just encourage the listeners out there that, um, uh, if, if like, you want to hear the Lord's voice, it, it's, it's like, from my experience, it's in the silence of our hearts in that time where, um, and, and it's in the time of, of aloneness, of quietness and solitude with the Lord. And, um, and it's being and it's also like out in those places that we're we're, we're uh uncomfortable you know where we're and so in our busy work lives and and family life and taking care of kids all that the lord can reveal himself sure. and he, he can he can reveal himself to that if we're open to hearing his voice if we're you know it's just amazing the, the feeling i have after mass like how my day feels different when i Oh, when yeah. I'm not able to go to Mass in the morning or, or spend some time with a prayer, like I'm kind of like I'm it's going about my day, yeah. and I, and I'm I'm not really aware of the Lord's presence. But when when my day starts with prayer or Mass or both, that um there's like uh this 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 like spiritual sense that we have for God throughout the day and and people and our tasks and our relationships, and and that um. That keeps you. That keeps keeps us going. keeps us faithful sure. to to whatever he's calling us to do. <laughs> well, and you're putting him in the right.
1: first place. I mean, he's got to be number one. And you know, it's like Father Larry Richards used to say all the time. Like, you people complain about having a bad day, and I ask him "What did you do first this morning?" They said, "I turn on the news." And he's like, cool. "Yeah, garbage in is garbage out, right? Like, if that's how you choose to start your day, then you're always going to be negative. You're always. Gonna, I mean, we live in. I live in Memphis. Turn on the news, you're going to be depressed in like three point two <laughs> seconds." But if you, if you open the Bible or you just hit your knees and you pray in the morning and say, Lord, thank you for waking me up to do, today, you know, and just starting with gratitude and all those things, then you're right. You get things in the right order, and then you greet people. You meet people. You have the right mindset. And so many times we're not, we're not setting ourselves as we go to move forward um, with our day, and you know, something you said that was interesting about the Guatemala story, and we got to wrap up here in just a few minutes, because uh-huh. um, Angel's got to go pick up one of my kids. If I want to <laughs> be all and honest with you, but but oh, we got pushed to seven. Okay, we got a couple more minutes then. All right. So um, apparently the pool mo- the pool party must be going swellingly or something. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, he's at a fantasy football draft. Swim party. I don't I don't know how that works, oh, that's,
0: but that's where he is right it's now. It's the time of the year. It's
1: probably doing cannonballs. That's what I'd be doing. <laughs> but um but no, what you said about your Guatemala story, that really struck me is something that's gonna have to be part of your life forever, not only as just an everyday person, but as a priest, right? Because there's gonna be a lot of times where you feel lonely as a priest. There's gonna be a lot of times where like think about it, you may not get sent to Guatemala, but you may get sent to a, a parish you've never been to in your life. You will get sent to a parish you've never been to. Right, and you're gonna meet all these new people, and then there's the expectations, and you're following the person that was there before you. And It may be some guy for 20 years that everybody wa- you know you walked on water for everybody. Hmm. You're gonna to have to deal with all that stuff, right? And and I think you make such a good point, you know, in 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 tune with vac- vocations and people that maybe looking to the priesthood is that's something you're always going to have to deal with is where is God in all of this? Mm -hmm. Because in parishes, they're made up of broken people, right? And there's these people that want a priest that's going to do this. And these people that want a priest that are going to do this. And if you're not careful, you can start listening to everybody and burn out very quickly. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people that are going to show up and say, Father Brian, give me, give me this, give me that, give me the Eucharist, baptize my kid, do this, do this, give me, give me, give me. There's not a lot of people that always show up and go, Father, what can I do for you? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think it's very important as you're growing in this, in in your knowledge and as your walk with God, as you're in your, you know, seminarian time here, uh, moving towards the priesthood, is that you've learned a valuable lesson that I always have to turn back to God. I always have to put him first. I have to make that time because I can't tell you how many priests I know that have struggled, gone on sabbatical, or left the priesthood. And when when you talk to them, they really open up, they tell you it's because I, I just I quit praying. Hmm. I quit praying. Right? And that's the same thing in ministry. Like, you know, you know, my spiritual director very well, Father Gallagher, mm-hmm. He was involved in campus ministry when you were there at Memphis. And one of the things he asked me all the time is, you know, I'll go in there and I'll go, man, this is, only, this is not going right and this isn't going right. And Angela's upsetting me for this because I did this. And, and the kids, I'm not spending time with them. And, and the ministry stuff just is all over me. And then he'll be like, okay, well, what are you doing? I'm like, well, I, I, you know, I was on the phone with these people, scheduling talks. I was doing this. He's like, no, no, no. no. What are you praying? That's what he says. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm going to mass. I'm doing ministry stuff all day long. That's not what I asked. When you praying, and whether you're a seminarian or or a you know a dad in ministry or a dad in in, in an everyday job, whatever it is, or a mom, everyday job, it's it, that's the ultimate lesson. Is like, when are you carving out that time to speak to the, to the ultimate spiritual director, the person that needs to tell you where you need to go, and where your next step needs to fall, because mm-hmm. there's not some, as you alluded to in the beginning of the interview, like some you know beacon of light like these things are shining on us right now lighting up the room it's like here here's where i want you to go next it's a little pebble i want you to step on that and if you aren't taking the time to get that direction then you're going to be somewhere off the beaten path and the devil we always talk about the devil and think like the devil's trying to just he's got some crazy other side road that you just wind up getting down it's not that it's little by little going hey step over this way a little bit more Step over this way a little bit more. And when you step over that way, you're stepping further away from God. Mm-hmm. It's like he's dangling that carrot with your temptations for your studies or your temptations for this or everything else or my temptations that I deal with in my life. And we get away from God and we forget to have we, – we, we don't sever, but we, we severely damage that connection mm-hmm. that keeps us. It's like Jesus says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Right. Right. And how does that sap – Flow through Mm -hmm. that branch to, 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 for the things to blossom is that strong connection, that healthy branch, that healthy root back to the tree. And that's exactly what you're talking about here.
0: Yeah. Abide, abide, and abide in me, abide in Jesus. And like, it's, uh, yeah, it's hard. (laughs) It's definitely just got to acknowledge that it's, it's, we're human and it's hard to remain with God and it's hard to abide, uh, with Him. And so, I think, uh, yeah, it's oftentimes it's it's so it's it's like I don't want to stay I don't want to stay in that place of loneliness of of uh, with the Lord because I'm like afraid to stay there I'm afraid to like what's gonna happen to me like what, uh, like but God just reminds me to just stay with me right here right now like stay with me in the Father's house in the moment in the the present moment stay with me in the in the present moment and.
1: Um, Because that's where the anxiety comes, right? The devil's got you looking to the future. I've I've got to make it through these next two years. I've got to, what if something happens? What if I discern out? What if I... like? And that's where the devil tries to keep us, is either in the past or in the future. Past with our mistakes and our regrets and our failures and our trying to keep you focused there so you're not looking at the opportunity to change and be different or to look to the future and fill yourself with so much anxiety and worry that you can't focus on the future, on the present, right? That's why... You know, I believe Jesus says, and in the Bible, it's people say it's like 365 times, one for every day, but give or take one or two less than that or more. He says in some form or fashion, be not afraid or do not be afraid, right? Is it, he's always trying to remind us, like, don't focus on all that out there. Focus on right here where I am because God is, God is in all time. But to you and me, all we have is the present moment. And so that's where we find him.
0: mm Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I wasn't trying to go on a no, sermon there. I just, no, I think you
1: made an interesting point, and my hair on the arm stood up. So,
0: I thought it's, I needed to say that. And it, like to go back to that image of our of our blessed mother and the, the Annunciation, constantly. Like, it's not just one time we receive the calling from God to to follow Him and the calling to serve Him and in our vocation. It's it's like an everyday receptivity and yeah. every day, you know, every day. Receptivity, everyday surrender to God and His will and, and in terms of vocation, um, you know, uh can't speak too much married life, but but speak sure. to what I'm aiming for is that it's an everyday commitment to celibacy. Um is, is kind of what I'm discerning right now. And I have to wake up every day and say, Lord, help me to do this. I give sure. you I give you my life, I give you everything, uh I renew this commitment. To celibacy today, just for today, you know, yeah. help me, help me to commit to, help me to, to do this today, um, and not, not just and, in the sexual
1: sense of celibacy, but right. like your whole life, like right, exactly. making him the one thing,
0: exactly, and, and so I, I just like constantly reminded of, of our blessed mother and her disposition to, uh, um, the angel Gabriel to when she he came and revealed, uh, the, the calling of the Lord for for her, for, um, is is this um you know that she's the handmaid and that she that she received and accepted that calling um and so it's it's a daily surrender but it's a daily like openness a daily openness to sure. to God throughout the day um and another component is is like is community is community is is people in our life that are good like people that could help to remind us that um we're not alone in this journey and that, that we need, um, we need the guidance of others. We need the, the, the advice, the counsel of others, uh, not just spiritual advisors, but, but good friends. Um, and you know, I think of, um,
1: like the guy across the table. Is that what you're going to say? i yeah, kidding. I'm just kidding, dude. I'm totally, kidding, dude. Yeah. I'm messing with you. <laughs> Trying to make you laugh. Yeah, no. <laughs>
0: yes, of course. I mean, um, but like, um, I was talking about St. Paul. St. Paul. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the like the saints in heaven, the the people in our lives are our our brothers and sisters next to us um and um like I I can't like emphasize that enough is like I am not he- I wouldn't be sitting here today in this position without uh the people that invited me to yeah. to come follow the Lord to come and see and that walked with me in the faith and and shared um and was there for me in the tough conversations and in, in the in the moments of the moments of desperation in, in and the, in the joyful moments and yeah. doubt um that were there for me so um you know it, it's it's uh yeah discernment of vocation uh is is without is like it cannot be done alone it yeah. cannot be done in alone it, it's done like with yeah with with others. in a
1: daily decision right like you said you got to get up every day and recommit your life to it right. and it's it's the same way in marriage i mean there's nights where you know angela and i or other married couples that you know you don't it's not always smelling the roses right i mean you you got to get up every day and and choose to love the other right and and uh i'm sure that i make she makes it a lot easier for me to choose to love her than i do for her <laughs> to choose to love me in all honestly uh, honesty in a lot of ways but it is that act of choice, and and it, it brings up a good point, like that you made a few minutes ago with Mary and her, um, you know, decision to to say yes to the Lord and celibacy, and also Saint Joseph. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's he's always the quiet one, and we don't we don't always talk about him so much as we should. Um, but I mean, he had to choose that too, right? Like, okay, uh, celibacy my whole life, right? I mean, marriage is now looking different to me right. than it did originally, you know. Um, and so he chose that. And I think it goes to point that no matter what it is in our life, whether it's the priesthood, whether it's marriage, whether it's um, you know something, a vocation in the single life outside of the priesthood, anything good that you choose costs something, mm-hmm. right? Like anything good. I mean, you look at Jesus. I mean, on the cross right there, that the good that, that came out of that, our, sal- our chance at salvation cost everything for him. Mm-hmm. And when we make the choices – they're not easy choices, right? I mean, you still have to make that choice every single day as a seminarian. And it costs you, right? It costs you the things that you could have had over here. But at the same time, in with me in ministry, I mean, I could be out using my sales skills to make a ton of money and have an easier quote-unquote life monetarily. And I give that up at a cost to be able to go and do what God has called me to and to find the true good, mm-hmm. which is living in my purpose, which is which is what you're talking about. But everything good costs something, and that's what we have to realize in our life is is in, in, in the cost, we focus too much on the cost. We need to focus on the joy and and the reward. Exactly. Right? Not the cost, yeah. but the reward. Because dude, one day you're gonna be baptizing babies. Like you're gonna be freaking giving people their sacrifice. Like the first like I, I'm so jealous, man, because like one day you're gonna be giving thousands of people the Eucharist the first time. You're gonna be hearing second graders' confessions. Man, you're going to be bringing two people together in the sacrament of marriage. You're going to be with somebody in the last moments of their life, bringing them back into reconciliation with the Lord, man. Like, dude, people talk about wanting to be a superhero. You get to do that, right? You get to do that. And and I just, I'm so in awe of you, man. Like, I know you always come up to me and you're like, dude, thank you for this and being my friend. And like the time you showed up at my house with like the pork shoulder thing. And like, <laughs> This is meat. Can you cook it? <laughs> Which is always one of so my favorite fun. stories of fun. Not to embarrass you. That's just funny. No, it's good. But it, it's, we, you know, we, we always, um, and I lost my train of thought talking about the meat. I was thinking right. about that big right. piece of meat, but no, like, I, um, what was I talking about? Cause I just that, lost it. Um, I it, get to do these things one day. Yeah, You, get, you get to do those things. Way. Like that's, that's the thing that we have to keep our mind on is, is the joy that Lord is bringing us to in the present moment. In our own vocations. Right. Because I can lose that too, dude. I was supposed to be home last night at 7 o'clock. You know, one-hour flight from Atlanta. I got home at 1 in the morning last night. Storms. Every time I've traveled lately. 20 hours in the airport this weekend. Delays here. Found a knife on the plane. Get off the plane. Like, you can get caught up in all the difficulties of the decision you make and forget I also just went and got to stand in front of 700 people and present the Lord to them in a new way. Right. And that people's lives have been changed through that. Not because of me, but because of him and, and like, dude, that's where you got to keep your focus mm. on all of that. Because one day you're going to be this priest and you're going to have a lot of challenges still in front of you. It doesn't end the day you – like you mentioned, like, at my ordination. I don't think things are getting easier then, right? <laughs> if anything, they get harder. But God is preparing you now for those times. He's surrounding you with people that you need in your life. Right. And, and dude, you're going to be an amazing priest. Like, I know it. I knew the day you told me, John, because there was a choice. Like, at one time you said, I'm, I'm pursuing this – I'm thinking about pursuing this young lady, or I'm I'm pursuing Jesus. I didn't know which way you were going to go. Right. And I wasn't 100% on board and happy when you said you were leaving to go to like Boynton Beach or whatever, to yep. you know, in Atlanta and not going to be here anymore, selfishly, uh-huh. you know, because you love the people you love. You see Paul write letters to Timothy, wishing he was still with them and all mm-hmm. those things. Um, but, dude, when you said I'm, I'm going to seminary, my heart leapt, mm. right? Because not only do we need priests, but we need good priests. And you're a good man, Brian, and you're a good friend, and you're going to make a great priest for the Lord. Thanks and so just to to affirm you in that, and I would invite people here on the show, you know, um, they're listening to this, to pray for Brian because it's hard. It's hard to do what he's going to do. It's hard to be in mis- in ministry, period. But Brian's going to have a unique set of challenges as a priest. So I want, you know, for all you prayer warriors out there, put Brian Roberts in your prayers moving forward. Seriously, like <laughs> and, the thousands and all, and of people all, that listen to this all, all the time. the
0: seminarians that are discerning. Yeah. Please, my brothers. Yeah, you see his sisters. humility and his
1: unselfishness. Like, pray for him; he deserves <laughs> yeah. it, right? And all seminarians do because we live in a time where we need more priests. You know, I'm sick of people going. I'm tired of all these foreign priests in our parishes, and and I can't understand this guy. Well, you know what? Pray for more vocations here on our own so- on our own soil with with people that 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 uh that are right down the street from you and in your parishes and in the high schools next door and in the elementary schools pray for these vocations because the only way we're going to turn the time of the culture is to have more holy men raised up and so brian i'm i'm glad for i'm just not glad i'm I'm overjoyed at the choice you've made and then i get to walk alongside you and and see it i was selfishly thinking like in a few years we're gonna be able to lead pilgrimages together and <laughs> all that stuff and go to cool places and and I'm looking so forward to all of that man but I'm looking forward the most to being the day there the day when you're laying prone on the floor mm. and standing up a different man after that right receiving your vows taking your vows and and becoming a priest man first a deacon and then a priest I'm just so excited to see that transpire in your life so Dang. tell us um uh, before we end here right where where can we pray for you specifically and what are you looking forward to the most when you do become a priest
0: okay so um And be honest; it's a time to get prayers for what you need, right? Uh, Just prayer. Prayer is really for, um, just the to continue to be receptive to the Lord's grace. Yeah, Uh, the grace to follow Him and to serve Him, to follow this calling, the humility and the openness, and uh, to to follow that grace He's given me to 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 serve Him in this way. Um, and yes, uh, what am I looking forward to the most? Wow. (laughs) Um, so yesterday at the wedding, uh, Sam Mock was there um, and his family
1: evangelization here in the diocese of Memphis. Yeah.
0: Great family. Um, and all his kids were there and his, I think his eldest son, Augie. Yeah. Yeah. Augie, uh, when I was here, um, was a little one and now he just had his first communion. And so he, I got, I was, had the honor to distribute communion yesterday and, and, uh, I distributed communion to him and his whole family and Augie. And I, I was like, Oh, can I can I give him communion? Is he and then because he didn't like show any really sign sure. like it was kind of he wasn't like was just, I didn't have a sign that I'm old enough right just yeah. being a little kid like not probably didn't th- do the whole this no or no anything. and yeah. he just and he just yeah gave him communion and it just brought me so much joy to like um to give him the Eucharist and yeah. and, and 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 just to see him as as a as a young boy growing up uh was just a beautiful. Witness and to to feed him spiritually, yeah. um, and so it kind of gave me uh, a sense of like, like every time I I have the opportunity to distribute communion as a seminarian, like in in these in the parishes that I'm at, it's it's it just brings me so much joy because of, um, uh, that j- it just helps me understand like the gift of priests, the gift of priests, that uh, they bring us Jesus. Yeah. They bring us jesus and and we always talk about that in the seminary It's that priests are christ men priests I don't know who titled that, but I heard that in a retreat that priests are christ men yeah. and they they are they are in persona Christi right as we mentioned, but they simply put they bring Jesus to the people and they bring the people of God to jesus yeah right and and so um because they personify jesus on on this earth and so like when i distribute be communion and and i really like uh yeah kind of just like sense that that configuration happening and uh i think that's the point i think that's good so for her discernment so uh, yeah um, it is but but um it, it that's that's what i'm most excited about to answer your question uh most excited to um just to, to celebrate the mass and to um give jesus to to be jesus for others and to um feed uh the people of god yeah with amen. The, with the eucharist amen um, dude so you're
1: making me think we did an episode two weeks ago on isaiah 61 i was talking about that you know the spirit of the lord god is anointed me is upon me he's anointed me to bring glad tidings to the um to the poor and sent me out to bind the brokenhearted and to release those in captivity and comfort those who mourn and that's what you're talking about like that's what you're going to get to do and it's a call for all of us but you get to do it in a unique way as a priest man and I just Brian I thank you for being on here man first and foremost I thank you for being my friend you know it's funny all you ex-focused missionaries that have spent time over here you know, you, you're and so e- good about eating your food. Yeah. <laughs> drink my beer. You know, but <laughs> but uh, no, you guys have uh, you always are so quick to thank me. But like, in all honesty, it's like I told Max when he was on here, dude, you don't you don't know what you've done for me. I mean, just to to see your courage to see your perseverance to see your yes to the Lord is inspiring. And it inspires me to continue to say yes to the Lord. Each and every time that he comes to me, when I've walked away from the silence and mm-hmm. you know where the devil comes after me, it continues to help me say yes. Uh, and so, dude, I, first and foremost, I love you, you know, like a brother and as a friend, and it's a joy um, just to be in your life and to see what the Lord's doing. And I just I know you're going to be a phenomenal priest. I know you hadn't had homiletics and all that stuff yet, <laughs> and you're going to get into that. But I know the Lord's going to use you to speak to a lot of people and. And to, like you said, deliver him. I mean, it's the most important thing any of us can do. You get to do it in trans, uh, substantiation and literally handing someone Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, in my world, I get to to share his word, introduce them, introduce them to him through his word and, and, and through my own life. Um, but it's such a gift, man. It's such a gift. And so one last thing, you know, like I said, I love you as a brother and as a friend. I want to give you one last opportunity. What would you say to somebody right now a young man in the car listening with his parents or driving on his own, that's yeah. at that point of I think God is tugging on my ear or tugging right. on my heart. What would you say right now?
0: Wow. Um well I would say uh un momento. I Need mean, a moment to think about this. <laughs> right. yeah.
1: But that's a good answer. Take yeah. a moment. Right.
0: Uh, um To any young man, young woman discerning a vo- uh, vocation out there, vocation to religious life, um, I'm definitely not the expert. <laughs> so I'm just a just a seminarian, just just um, going through the experience right now, and have been through that discernment experience. Um, is uh, be not afraid, be not afraid. Um, we've we've talked, we've heard those words from John today that uh that those words that Saint John Paul II boldly proclaimed in his in his papacy, who's one of my heroes, is to be not afraid. Um and you know, we hear that a lot, but um to really like to receive that as words of encouragement, words of of support that you know that whoever's feeling a tug to religious life or um seminary, it's um it's it's such a joyful life. Sure. It's such a joyful life to fulfill to follow God's will. It's such a joyful life. And I wake up every day and I'm like, seminary is hard, Lord, <laughs> but I am so happy following your will. And and um God is never outdone in his generosity. And so every time I um, every time, you know, I ask God for the grace, the courage to follow His will, and I follow through with it. Oh my gosh! Like the joy and the peace and and um, that follows that—it's it's indescribable. So sure. I would just say that, like, be not afraid to follow God's will, but to—it's a grace given by God, and that to receive that grace, to receive that grace every day. And to ask God for the courage to follow that grace and to follow his voice and to um and to sit with silence sit sit with silence and to receive that 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 joy receive that peace be attentive to that joy and that peace that follows from making that decision to follow him and and the vocation that he's he's putting on your heart sure so that'd be my. Well, awesome.
1: Well, from just a guy in the seminary to just a guy in the pew, thank you. It's been a good time being on here with you, Brian. Always love having you, man. Can't wait for you to come back and visit. I know we got to get out there and start boiling some shrimp I and cooking wait, some stuff John, and drinking wait. a tiny bomb or two. But uh, <laughs> I'm excited to, to do that and to have you here, man. We love you on behalf of Angela and my family and all of Memphis, man. We love you and always praying for you and wishing you wishing you the best. So Thanks for fo- having me, John. Yeah, John awesome, thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. <laughs> well, folks, look, another another great episode with another great person. Uh, we thank you for watching. We thank you for tuning in. If you want to see more great episodes, if you want to help us start men's groups, all those things, again, you can go to justaguyinthepew.com. Become a monthly supporter there and continue to help us do this great work and to put out content that's going to help people come closer to Christ. So, Brian, you've been talking about Mary a lot. Why don't we close with a Hail Mary? Amen. right, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, Amen. amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to Just a Guy in the Pew. To find out more about John Edwards or have him come to speak to your parish, group, or conference, go to justaguyinthepew.com or send us an email at justaguyinthepew at gmail.com.